0: This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Moss, and welcome to our first full book recap. We're recapping the book, Team of Teams. This is episode 27, in case you're keeping track. And we've got a whole bunch of episodes that we're going to talk about today. We're going to string all this together. Remember, this is not a conventional book report. This is something that, this is the inspiration or how the book resonates with me. This is how I've applied some of the things from the book. This is how I can reflect and think about how I'm using some of these things. I'm trying to share it with you so you can get the most out of it. So there, there's some practical application, maybe some reinforcement that you can do this too. Um, and we, I want to pull it together so you get a summary. You can go in there and go, aha, yeah, that's where we talked about that. Or if you missed a couple episodes, you can get caught up a little bit. We're going to leave out the quote days and anything that wasn't specific from the book, even though I think we did a good job tying those things together. We're going to let those things rest on their own. Um, so we're going to start right out with episode number one. I don't know exactly how long this is going to take. I'm going to do my best uh, to get us through this in a reasonable amount of time today. Let's see how we do when we get to the end. But episode number one was all about what if. Remember, this is about reframing the way that we look at problems, reframing the way that we look at issues and saying, how might we or what if, right? What if we um, didn't get so mad at things? What if we looked at problems differently? What if we didn't take things so personal? What if we did things different? What if we didn't wait till the wheels fell off? What if... If it ain't broke, don't fix it isn't the right mentality. What if we should be changing things now? And so the idea there was to start with what if. That's how we get to being adaptable. That's how we get to change. Then we talked about competition. That was episode number two. And you can never stop adapting or growing until you're ready to say, hey, I've got everything I need. I'm ready to get off the highway. But if you're not ready to get off the highway, you can't just stop. You can't park on the highway. You'll get a pile up, right? You better, get, you better just keep going. And somebody else is watching what you did. Somebody else is trying to figure out how you became successful. Or somebody else is just trying to figure out successful and they don't care about you. And they're going to figure out how to do it better and they're going to blow by you. If you stopped on that highway, you are going to get past, guaranteed. If you slow down the highway, you're going to get past, guaranteed. So what does it take to get ahead? What does it take to stay ahead? That's what you got to do. And there's literally no reason why you can't do that. And we talked about waste and we really talked about how waste is not always a bad thing. Waste can be a good thing, especially if it helps the organization stay adaptable to help us address different issues. That's really where innovation comes from. And if you want to be a part of change, be a part of change. Go to the decision makers and say, hey, here's a pain point. Here's an idea. I'd like to to kind of vet out this idea. And when they give you an opportunity to perform, you better perform. Because the second you don't, they won't waste their time on you again. So don't waste your opportunity. When you get to show up, you show up. And then, regardless of the output, regardless of the criticisms or the challenges or the critique, you take it. and You take it humbly. You say, thank you very much. That's awesome. I'm going to grow from this. And if you find an organization that although you have done everything that you could just show them the need for change, and they still won't change, well, you get to make decisions. That tells you where you're at. Bad management. That was episode number five. Information should be fast and free. It should be management's job to make sure people are informed. Both good information and bad information. And if you're in an organization that's driven by fear, well, Make choices that advance your life and your career. Sometimes a half a step back can be 10 steps forward. We talked about being humble in episode 6. Remember, we were really trying to set up episode 7, because if you miss being humble, you're not going to listen in episode 7. And not only being humble, but being honestly humble. You can say you're humble, but are you really? And we're going to get into humble in our next book the ideal team player. But in this book, Humble really just sets us up for the ability to listen to some really constructive feedback that maybe changes our paradigm, maybe changes the way that we see the world around us. And that is so important for growth. You can't, believe it or not, you cannot grow without change. And sometimes, as we've climbed higher and as we've figured out that we're good at stuff. We become less humble. And we need to strive to make that not the case. Then we talked about episode seven, complicated or complex. One of the favorite points of the entire book. I think one of the biggest things that anybody can take with them is there are no conventional wisdoms when we get to complex things because things are always changing and you don't have to follow the herd. Then we talked about breaking the rules in episode 8. And these rules, remember, we were talking about not like laws and stuff like that, but the unwritten rules, the standards, the way it's supposed to be, the gentleman's code, all that other bullshit. How might you do it different? Remember, we're going to pull that framework back through. How might you do it different? What if you did it different? How might you bring change to your life right now? What if you look at this situation that you're in different right now? Remember we talked about a child prodigy playing chess. How might you play like a child prodigy who doesn't even understand any of the academic strategies or any of the accepted decorum, but just loves the idea of playing the game? If you did that, how might you move forward faster, better, with less stress, with more excitement? Then we jumped ahead to episode 10. We talked about failure. You know, just having credentials and education. That ain't going to make you successful. They might give you an extra tool, but it takes so much more than that. And sometimes that can actually hold you back because you only look at the world in a complicated framework instead of realizing that it really is complex. And in complex things, you really can't solve that with your spreadsheets and your models and all that kind of stuff. So the smarts start to become almost like a disadvantage sometimes. We need to be street smart as much as we're book smart. Then we talked about, in episode 11, putting the model down. And so this was really a takeoff of episode 10, but, you know, you set yourself up, and this this is my favorite quote in the whole book, remember, you set yourself up on a predetermined path into uncharted waters is the perfect way to sail right into an iceberg. And that's your model. Just put the damn model down. Um, Then we got episode 12. We're talking about the team. It's kind of like merging us into a different topic. We're getting a little bit further away from complicated and complex and talking more about the application of the team of teams framework. And we got to get the right people on the bus. But when we get the right people on the bus, we got to make sure there's a damn bus driver. Somebody's got to drive the bus, right? And we got to make sure that the bus is equipped to move. We got to make sure there's four wheels on it or at least four wheels, right? I know some buses have a lot more wheels than that, but we got to make sure the bus is ready to be driven and there's got to be a good destination, right? You don't just put everybody on the bus and say, okay, you're on and the bus is still on blocks. And by the way, nobody knows where they're going. So get the right people on the bus, but make sure there's four tires, a bus driver, and a destination. Then we talked about team identity, episode 13, how deliberate team identity has to be. And you want to create like this echo chamber. But you want to set the team identity. Don't let it happen by accident. And then once you set it, you reinforce it over and over again. Everything you do reinforces that team identity. If you don't set it, somebody else is going to set it, remember. And you might not like what somebody else sets. So if you're a leader, set your team identity. If you want to be a leader, set the team identity. Then we got into um, those fucking silos. Remember, I I tried not to swear that whole episode, and I failed. I failed in the beginning, but I was really trying just not to drop the F word. and um, Well, I failed at that, too. And uh, so, hey, you know what? Everybody's growing. But no one single person in your organization is more important than your team, than any team. Doesn't matter how little team is. No one single person is more important than that team. And no team is more important than the organization. And you have to strive and do everything you can to keep those effing silos out. Because they remember the earthquake, they will create those fissures or those um, what do you call them? Fault lines. Silos are where all your fault lines are. In in business, when there's an earthquake, it's not a little one. It's not a tremor. In business, by the time there's an earthquake, it's a it's a level nine or level ten. It's a crippling. Um, uh, it's a like like it, it will engulf and make your entire organization disappear, basically. It is an end-of-the-world apocalyptic event. That's what an earthquake is to a business. Very, very few are going to survive it. Then we got into episode 16. We're talking about team purpose and how team of teams can deal with complex issues because of the power and the strength of the individual team's having purpose and good leadership and then pulling it all the way up through the organization like a nervous system all the way to the top episode 17 was about incentives (laughs) you're going to get what you incentivize basically you incentivize silos you're going to get silos incentivize what makes people do their job successfully remember we talked about leading indicators most organizations get this wrong they incentivize the end result as if these people are supposed to go figure out what makes the end result how to get there Well, if they could do that, they don't the damn business. They don't know how to get from point A to point B. You have to show them, incentivize the directions. Don't incentivize the end result. We talked a little bit about, I think we talked a little bit about, but in our organization, I focus on how to make stronger people and stronger professionals. If I can make you a stronger person and a stronger professional, if I can help you grow personally and professionally, I don't have to worry about the business. Because people who who consistently grow personally and professionally, they'll figure stuff out on their own. They'll figure out how to make the business better. I don't have to worry about the business. All I have to worry about is you. Then we got into um, our superpowers, episode 19. And there's absolutely no reason that every single organization cannot have a team of superheroes or multiple teams of superheroes, if we're doing teaming right, every single person is a superhero in your organization. Every single person has a super important place within the team. And without them, the team crumbles. And without the team, the larger organization crumbles. Right? You can't have a one-legged Voltron. Then we got into leverage. This was episode 20. The team makes the organization success. So remember this. And I ask, and I ask leaders this. If the organ if if your team let's say not this, let's let's put this a different way. If something is successful, whose fault is it? The answer is it's the team. If something is a failure, whose fault is it? The answer is it's the leader. So the team. Is responsible for the success the leader is responsible for the failure that's how it is that's how it works if you don't like that don't be a leader <laughs> you know get off the highway be it be an individual contributor be the best team supporting person that you can be if you don't want to have to deal with things when they fail because things are going to fail and when they fail the leader has to look at themselves and say what could i have done Um, what could I do better next time? And then they have to get up, get back on the horse and move forward again. Episode 21 was about the nervous system. And if you want a healthy, successful life, you need to be deliberate about how you're living. You need to be deliberate about your diet. You need to be deliberate about your exercise. You need to be deliberate about your sleep. You need to be deliberate about your thoughts same thing with the business you could you could you could you could change your life to your business in there if you want a healthy successful business just be very very deliberate do things on purpose not by accident don't wing it because you weren't prepared this week show up on monday you know exactly what you want to do this week show up on tuesday you know exactly what you want to do on tuesday when you Roll program out, project out, a new quote out. You know, you want to put the values on the wall, you better be pretty damn deliberate. Then we talked about the corner office, episode 22, and the idea that when you get out of the corner office, when you get yourself out of the office and get yourself back together with your team, put yourself back in the team environment, take those walls down around you. Remember, the corner office was created to isolate, to separate. When you get out of the corner office, when you <laughs> when you put the ego down, right? Because you don't actually need the corner office. Put the damn ego down. Think about it like this. Take your ego. Take a little jewelry box. This is about how big it really, like in reality, you know, our egos can become these huge things. But in reality, these, are these tiny little things, they fit in like a an engagement ring box. You put it in that box and you close the top and put a bow around it. Just tie it off. And put that up on a shelf someplace. Put it on a shelf someplace so that you see it every time you walk by. So you see how small that ego actually needs to be. You do not need the corner office. When you get out of the corner office, you're going to get some amazing prizes. You're going to get knowledge. You're going to get relationships. You're going to get collaboration. You're going to get the respect that you're looking for. The real respect. Not the respect out of fear or anxiety, the respect out of, wow, they're in the trenches with us. Even if you're not doing the same job as everybody else, you're still in the trenches with them. That's where you get trust. And your organization, the blood of your organization, is trust. Episode 24 was about fear. This is really about the internal journey here. Because remember, inspiration leads to to inadequacy sorry, tough word there, inadequacy, which fuels hunger. If you surround yourself with amazing people, you can't help but be inspired. If you're threatened, you got other problems. You should be inspired, not threatened, when you're surrounded by amazing people. If you are inspired by the people around you, you will feel inadequate because they're amazing. I mean, imagine going to work every day and every... person and you see and all the work they're doing you're blown away you're like that is the cool I didn't even know people could do that stuff think about how much you're learning every day and think about how inadequate you might feel look at all the stuff they're doing I don't know how to do but you bring value to the table too and you're going to be hungry when you see other people reaching new successes when you see the new guy reaching new successes. When you see you know, somebody learn a new skill or somebody figure out something with a piece of technology your team's using or something like that, when you see people pushing the bar, you go, well, I can do that too. If you have the right mindset anyway, I can do more. What can I do? That's hunger. Inspiration is going to lead to the feeling of inadequacy which gets you to hunger, and hunger gets you to growth. You're not going to grow if you're not hungry. Because it doesn't matter if I don't grow. Who cares? Well, a hungry person, different mentality. A hungry person is like, wow, bring it. I want to learn. And I'm not going to stop at the 40 hours. I'm going to keep going. You, a lot of times you get people who I'm done at, at, at you know, I start at 8, and I finish at whatever eight hours is, right? I finish at four or five o'clock and I'm done. I'm out. Peace out. See you later. Personal life is my personal time. And then you get those people that are hungry. They're at the office a half an hour, an hour later than they're supposed to be. They're at the office 15, 20 minutes before they're supposed to be. They take half the lunch they're supposed to take. No matter what you do, no matter what you say to them, it doesn't change their behavior. And then they go home and they read books and they research and they study online and they practice and then they show up and they wow everybody else. That's a hungry person. When you see a hungry person in action, man, that is motivating. Unless you're scared, unless your ego is out of the box, then it's threatening. But get yourself inspired because it's going to help relight that hunger inside of you. Or at least it'll help keep it lit if it's already lit. Um, Then we went on and we talked about episode 25, which was empowerment. And if you take amazing people around you and you correctly empower them, that's known as being effective. Remember, we talked about correctly empowering them. You have to draw them a map. You can't just say, okay, you're empowered make decisions. Here's my pile of shit. You can deal with it now. You have to say, this is the parameters of how we make these decisions. This is what the acceptable range is from a standpoint of decision making. Set them up for success. Don't just dump on them. Make sure they understand, geez, you know, if you make a decision based on these parameters and you make the wrong decision, that's a learning experience. And we're all about learning here. So we're going to take that and we're going to work together. Not if you make a decision that's wrong, you're going to get fired. Remember incentives. Firing somebody is a pretty damn big incentive. If I'm afraid I'm going to fire because I made a wrong decision, I won't make any decisions. Or I'll make an overly conservative decision and your organization could die because competition just blew by. Make sure people understand the roadmap, how to move forward before you empower them. Don't use empowerment as a buzzword. Empowerment is not micromanaging. Empowerment is helping people understand what is in their realm of control, but also the expectations with that and how to best properly utilize those authorities. Then we talked about our final takeaways in episode 26, which is... Basically, when you're struggling with stuff, you're going to ask and order these questions. Is this a training or education problem? Is this a structure or systems problem? Is this a people problem? Do I have the wrong person here? Or is it a me problem? And if it is, we're going to get started fixing me first.